Greetings everybody, I'm Gerd Leonhardt, Futurist in Zurich, Switzerland. I'm also the founder of the Good Future Project, a fairly young undertaking to bring together people who have great narratives about the future. And our argument is that the future is better than we think, but most people don't believe it. That's because of all the bad things we hear about the future. And so we started this project to have better narratives, videos, films, film projects, events even, uh, to bring together the good future crowd and to create a movement that says that the good future is possible and we can actually make it. The world isn't going to end, right? And the doors aren't closing, they are opening. That's kind of my chief argument. And today I have with me Matthias Sundin. He runs a company called Warp, right? Or is it Warp News, right? Warp News. And he's a member of the Good Future Project. Hello, Matthias. Hello. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Tell us briefly about what you what you do and uh, why you're part of the Good Future Project. Yeah, so so um, uh, the, I'm involved in two parts uh, of of Warp. Warp Institute is a nonprofit foundation, and and the goal there is to make the future come sooner, and that's the uh, imply there it's uh, is that I think and we think that the future is going to be better than the present and very much better than the past. Um, so it's in, implied is a good uh, future in that. And a big part of Warp Institute um, is Warp News, where we um, write uh, and share fact-based, optimistic news on technology, science, and and human progress. Yeah, I mean I've been reading it a lot lately. I think it's it's really great to have an organization that focuses on this. You know, just recently I read uh, the book by Cristiano Figueres, who was the chief negotiator for Paris and actually made the Paris Accord happen, more or less, in 2015. Um, and she wrote a book called The World We Want or something like that, <laughs> but uh, The World We Choose, I think. Uh, and she talks about stubborn optimism. Right? And I think this is, this is just so important also in my work as a futurist because I get waves of people saying, you know, that the future can't be good. I mean, look at all the things that are going wrong, you know, from Putin to, uh, you know, the elections in Brazil to, to what have you. People are making arguments that we're going towards like a, a demise, right? So I wanted to ask you, what, why do you have hope and where, where do you take it from? And what is, what is your belief under, underneath that this will actually turn out good? Yeah, I'm... I'm what I call a fact-based optimist. Uh, you can, I'm sure you can be born uh, as an optimist and have it in your, in your DNA. Uh, and that's fine. <laughs> it's probably very good. Uh, but I look at facts of the world and how the world uh, is progressing and, and have been progressing for a hundred thousand years, but especially in the last few hundred years and especially in the last few decades. Um, we've made enormous gains. Um, a billion people have left extreme poverty in just last 30 years or so, uh, or so, for example. But many, many things uh, are improving uh, for humanity. Uh, that doesn't mean we still have big problems. We have huge problems still remaining, but most of them are getting smaller and, and pretty fast. Um, so I think it's pretty rational to think that that is going to continue if we keep doing uh, the things that took us here. Um, so... So, so this, that's why I look very optimistic on, on both the present and the, the future. Yeah, you know, one of the key arguments I get when I speak about the good future, and that's pretty much almost most of my talks now, uh, people are saying, you know, that's all nice and fine, but don't you agree that people, generally speaking, are not good? 
so I get this message a lot from people saying that, yeah, it could happen, but haven't you noticed that people do bad things? Right? And, and by and large, we can't rely on people to do the right thing. And I think this is just so completely flawed, this assumption. You know, looking at Rutger Bregman's book, book uh, Humankind, right? You probably know that, about this book. Or uh, Stuart Russell from UC Berkeley, uh, he wrote about human compatible, you know, AI and, and humans. Same direction. I think, in principle, I think we can do the right thing and we are good collaborators. We do a lot of things wrong. We, go, we, we use bad things. We have bad people, right? But we're perfectly capable and it has been proven in history, actually. So what's your take on this? You, you think that's true or yeah. you have some facts you can share on that? Yeah, no, no definitely. I, I agree. Um, and, <clears throat> and, and again, if you look at the facts, you see that many, many things, very important things um, in, in life is getting better and better. So that must mean that overall, uh, people are good or trying to do good things. And just think of the people you know. Most of them aren't bad. Uh, they don't try to destroy society or you know, hurt their neighbors or whatever it is. Most people are good, not entirely good, but overall they're good and trying to make the world a little bit of a better place. And when now 8 billion people does that, uh, well, the, the world is improving. But I think a key component of that is that we're allowed to be free think freely. I see the, you, you usually say that um, humanity took off uh, like 300 years ago, 200, 300 years ago from, based on the industrial revolution. And, and that was, the industrial revolution was, was a, of course a key component, but something else happened then that I think was even more important. And that was a democratic revolution. For the first time we started to get, or we took uh, human rights. We said we have rights because we are humans. And, and one of them is freedom of expression, the kind of freedom that you have in a democracy. Uh, so that democratic revolution where we can share ideas and have different opinions, I think that's what's really moving humanity forward. And if, if more people would live in, in democracies and we have technology to help us share our ideas, and, and discuss them and debate them and all that, uh, then I think the progress will be faster and, and better. But, but again, that doesn't mean that everything is good or that everything is moving in the right direction. Uh, like Steven Pinker says, that would be magic. Um, but most things actually are. So it's, it's pretty, when you look at the facts, fact, it's pretty close to magic. Uh, but we still have some, some huge problems left, of course. Yeah, I mean, I, this is, I think that there's two reasons for, for why people think uh, pessimistically about the future. I think one is that uh, technology like social media has created this echo chamber of bad things because that's more sensationalist and the algorithm finds it and it amplifies bad things uh, six to eight times as much as good things, you know, on, on social media. And ever since then, uh, belief in democracy has declined also, right? So people see all this stuff on, on social media and they think this is actually what's happening. It's just the AI amplifying stuff so that we stick around more, right? And then you're looking at Hollywood or, or Netflix or Bollywood or wherever you're looking in the film business, 98% of the films about the future are dystopian, you know? Uh, whether it's Black Mirror or Transcendence or, you know, what have you, or Blade Runner 2046, right? I mean, that's dystopia, right? And so we, we keep hearing about dystopia, right? And, and we kind of we kind of think this is it, right? Um, why are we not hearing other things? And this is, of course, social media is a very very big point in this. And the other part is that technology companies, on the other hand, 
they're telling the story of the future from their point of view, like uh, IBM says, oh, it's, go it's going to be all AI that will fix everything, right? Uh, and tech companies are saying, oh, just more tech will fix it, right? Uh, and that's also not true. So we're stuck between those two worlds, you know, the world of corporate tech and the, cor the corporate future tellers, like meta the metaverse, right? Uh, and then the reality of entertainment and media, which is also negative, right? And that really needs to change. And this is why we started the Good Future Project, not to prove that the future is good, which you can't, right? But to work out the story, the narrative, right? And what I like about your organization is, is the constant reminder of all the good things that are happening that, that can change the narrative, yeah? So today, when you talk to a 27-year-old you know, millennial, chances are they will say, you know what, the future, you've messed up everything. You know, people my age uh, have messed up everything you know, because we have created 50% of the CO2 in 25 years, right? That's out there. That, that's been our accomplishment. Yeah? Um, and, and they're saying, you know, basically it's that and then we can't agree on anything. The UN is not doing anything that, that actually changes anything. Uh, and, you know, the World Economic Forum is all like tilted and, you know, they have all these stories, right? I'm like, come on. You know, so new stories, how do we create new stories? And, you know, what is your goal with the organization to create that new story? Yeah, no, no, it's, it's very, it's, it's very important for us to, to create this new narrative, as you say, around uh, the future and first realize it's, it's not someone else who's creating that future. It's, it's us. And, and if you're, you know, anyone today, but, but especially if you're, you're young today uh, and if you happen, if you have the, the luck of, of being born in a, in a in a democracy at least you have bigger opportunities than any generation before to have an impact on on the future and you don't have to start out uh, a royalty or super wealthy or anything like that you can start up with with a smartphone uh, and a youtube channel uh, and you can actually have a huge impact on the future you have to work hard for it it's not you know something you can do just easily but you have that kind of impact on the future. But, and, and I think one really important thing is to change the narrative in, like you mentioned in, in Hollywood, for example, or, or the news media, um, because almost all, every movie about the future is, is dystopic. Uh, and it shouldn't be. Star Trek is sort of the lone, uh, <laughs> the lone optimistic, um, you know, science fiction um, out there. And, and and Star Trek is great, but it, it should be much, much more than that. And I think it's, and that's not just nice to have. It's very important that we have this because, um, and, and that's why the optimism is so important. Because if you if you can dream of something, if you dream of something that is better for yourself or for humanity or whatever, you you feel. You, you have you get the strength to try to do something uh, to try to make that dream uh, a reality so and and as always when you start a new project company or whatever it is you run into different obstacles and, and problems um, and you have to get get past them and if you have that vision that dream of the future that optimism of the future it's much you 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 keep going longer you, you have more energy to try to get pass those obstacles and actually achieve your, your dreams. So right. it's very, very important. You, you, know, you know the Barbara Hubbard quote, right? When she says, as you see the future, so you act. Yeah. And as you act, so you become, right? Exactly. And I think that's just so true. And I think it's, it's irresponsible. I think what's happening today is that we have these negative stories overshadowing everything and creating fear because fear results in extremism 
like voting for you know, populists, you know, and voting for strong men, you know, come in and save the world, and and also, you know, this kind of despotism, you know, it's like I, I'm I'm despondent because everything around me is falling apart, right? And that is just the way that I look at things, right? Uh, it's just like I've I've noticed several times, you know, when I'm tired and I don't I don't have any energy left, you know, and I meet somebody like a cab driver or the concierge at the hotel, and I kind of treat them in a way that I've been letting them know that I'm tired and stuff, I get bad things back, right? And and when I look positively, I get good things back. I had a taxi driver the other day who uh, I didn't have cash and his card machine was broken. Uh, and he took me to New York airport and he said, you know what, um, I live right next by, I was going to close anyway. Don't worry about it. Give me a free ride. <laughs> Have you ever heard about the New York taxi no. driver giving you a free ride? You know that, that. No, cows don't fly, right? So, I mean, this is kind of like the thing. Let's talk about Kevin Kelly. You're wearing his. Uh, you're wearing a T-shirt with his key message, right? Uh, Kevin Kelly, for those that are listening, is of course the chief maver maverick of Wired magazine. He's been a futurist forever. He's written at least ten uh, great books. One of them called The Inevitable, I think, was recently. Uh, and Kevin is, is a great mentor, I think, to everyone in the futurist community uh, with his messages. Uh, he lives in San Francisco, of course. And he recently had a great talk, I think it was on Big Think, where he talked about why the future uh, should be looked at as optimism. And one of his key messages is that we should not be optimists because uh, we have less problems. You know, we have lots of problems, especially now. But we have more capacity to deal with the problem. Right? So we actually have a lot more tools like climate change. Clearly, we can do it, right? We have the tech. We're not defenseless, yeah? But we're doing the wrong thing with it, right? This is back to Buckminster Fuller, who said that humanity is inventing all the right technology and science, but using it for the wrong reasons, right? right. So what's your take on Kevin's work? I mean, you're probably in line with a lot of his messages, I, I assume. Yes, um, and uh, this this quote on my my T-shirt here: "The future is created by optimists." It it was very similar to he had a pinned tweet um, uh, uh, that, that said something very similar. So I reached out to him and said, "Could you could you uh, write an article for Warp News with that message? Why do you think the future is created by optimists?" Um, and and he wrote an uh, he wrote an article for us. It's still our most read article. Actually, every day uh, it's our most read article, day after day after day. Uh, and it's called the case for optimism. And he turned it into also to a TED talk that now has over two million views. Uh, right, but that's the one I was referring to. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And and uh, I believe he's uh, I believe he's hundred percent. True. Uh, it's the people who can envision the future and see, uh, see, see, and and like I just said before here, dream of that future. Those people are, are creating the future. The pessimism, pessimists that just sit there and criticize everything, um, often often very baseless criticism. Um, uh, they don't contribute to to the future. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be critical of things. You should absolutely be critical of things and say, hey, this is bad. We need to change this. But, but if you stop there, if you say, this is bad, okay, that doesn't really help much. This, but you have to add the, the change part to that. Um, and for that, um, uh, I think optimists more than, than anyone else uh, sees those things and, and have, get the energy to, to change those things. So, so um, I can really recommend both the, both the TED Talk and, and um, the article that we have is a little bit longer. It dives a little bit more into this um, topic. It, it's really, really great. That's everything he, he writes. 
Yeah, he's pretty amazing. I mean, I use the Gramsci quote, which I think Kevin also quotes, uh, Antonio Gramsci, the Italian philosopher, uh, who said, uh, we should be looking at the future with pessimism of the mind and optimism of the, no, pessimism of the, of the intellect, sorry, and optimism of the mind, to which I say optimism of the heart, you know, not losing faith, so to speak in that this is possible, right? So this is a very important thing, you know, we can, we can question things, we can be pessimistic, we can uh, be inquisitive, we can ask questions, but we have to keep up the perspective that this can be served to the good, right? It can actually develop into something good. And I think this is, brings me to a topic that I get a lot when I speak and when I write things, is that people are saying that, okay, this all, you know, you, you're showing off this utopian, Pollyanna kind of world, you know, where everything is honky-dory, and that's just totally naive, right? I mean, I get this argument a lot from younger people, right? Who are saying, well, this is just so naive. Haven't you seen what's happening with the women in Iran? And, you know, I'm saying, yeah, I've seen all these things, but you don't have to be naive to, to have a belief in the good, right? I'm sure you're hearing that a lot too in your work. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, um, <laughs> before I die, whenever that is, I hope it's a long time in the future, we see some, some really exciting research into anti-aging. But, but anyways, before I die, I really want to help change um, the perspective that optimism is naive. I think it's pessimism that is naive. And for 100,000 years, humanity has made progress. First, really slowly and then faster and faster. Things are getting better and better. Problems are getting smaller and smaller. But then the pessimist comes there. Okay, I think all of this is just going to stop. And it's not just going to stop. It's going to reverse. Based on what? Based on what? Uh, we have more opportunities now for good uh, than ever before. Why should all of that stop? Uh, and turn around. I think that's a very, very naive uh, perspective on, on how yeah, things. Also, I think it's very, it's very cheap also, because, you know, when I talk to people and they're saying, you know, what are your fears about the future? Well, I can list 500 things, right? And it, this could be happening, this and this and this, and then in the end, it just dies. Everything is dead, right? Um, that would be very easy. And, and, this, and this is what we see in media. It's just very easy to say this isn't working, this isn't working, this isn't, you know. And, and I think social media, again, has amplified this because this is what what sells, you know, what propels entertainment and stuff. And now we're so far, like with the metaverse and virtual reality, where we can't distinguish between the entertainment and reality as easily because we watch this and we're saying, like, yeah, this is what it is. Yeah, it's like the movie Her, or it's like, you know, it's no, it's not actually like that, right? Uh, it's this is just entertainment, right? And I think this is something really where I, I wish we'd have more people making films. One of our main purposes of the Good Future Project is to bake films and we are in fact working on a Good Future film which is a continuation of my previous film, The Good Future, from last year which was shot in Nazarote. But now making it much more, you know, with more people involved and making it more easy to understand, make a real film, that's kind of the project I'm working on right now. Maybe we can collaborate on this as well with a positive narrative, right? I mean, funny when you look on Netflix, right, The Social Dilemma, for example, right? Totally spot on, but really dystopia, right? I mean, you watch this and you're like, oh, holy shit, you know, what do I do now? And then the other one, the DiCaprio, don't look up, right? Right. Same thing. Yeah. Very entertaining, totally spot on, but at the end of the film, everybody dies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, 
Oh no, that's not so good. <laughs> do we have any other options? I don't know. Do you have have you seen any films that are not like this? I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, actually, I've I've sort of wrecked my brain around it. And again, Star Trek is sort of the only thing I can come up with that that's, yeah. that is taking place yeah. in an optimistic future. Still, a lot of problems, obviously, but you know. Um, so yeah, um, and I think uh, I, I think part of it is is that you see. Uh, part of this are sort of how our brain works and we react strongly to fear and danger and all that. But uh, I think it's also laziness from news media and from fiction writers and, and those. They, they're, they're so ingrained in, in all the negativity. They know how to create a, a story around that. So they don't try anything new, uh, really. And that goes for... For news media, um, they just write their negative stories over and over again. Uh, they don't. They never think from the other perspective, uh, or never, but very rarely think from the other perspective. Um, and and when I talk to news media people, it's they see it's sort of as um, it, okay. They, they they have this perspective of the world is super bad. Uh, and it's so bad. So sometimes you have to write a positive story of something. Oh, I found my long lost brother or whatever. And that's fine. But that's not the kind of news I, I'm, we're trying to create. And, and I think should be creating more real things going on, real changes that making things more, more, you know, creating more opportunities or making life uh, better. That has to change. Uh, but a lot of the inspiration could come from, uh, from from fiction, both books and, and 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 movies, films. I think that's super important. So uh, that that's really why I, um, I'm I'm glad you asked me if I wanted to be part of the the Good Future project because I, I think it's a it's a really good a good uh, project and 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 um, and that was the sort of the whole idea around Warp Institute and Warp News is to find people like like you and collaborate with them and, and find others uh, because I think together we we can really really change um, the mindset of, of humanity. Yeah, and I've you know I've uh, in my in my work uh, which gets a lot of discussion when I speak to groups and and, and companies and and so uh, I get a lot of feedback on this topic. You know, it's been very important for me. I've been struggling with this for a while, but is to actually to dare to go out and say this is the this is good right it's a good thing here and we can actually do this rather than saying all the obstacles you know because especially in europe you know we are this kind of uh, but society like here in switzerland or germany you say okay here are the things that we can do you know we can do all these things to improve climate change and to kick uh, like to, to bring in electric vehicles in the city and so on and then everybody says yes true but right <laughs> uh you don't hear that in America. In America, it's like great idea. How we're going to do this, yeah. right? And we got we got to get rid of this but thing. Yeah. You know, this kind of like, you know, it's like the in, the inertia. Like you know, nobody will do that because you know it's a tax or you know carbon tax or whatever. You know, it's actually not. It's not true at all. Right? It's like you know, like longevity, as you mentioned earlier. And this is one of those things where clearly we are getting older already. And we're looking at the potential life extension to 100 uh, in, in not too far of the future. Um, if we can make that equal to everybody on the planet, uh, you know, th this could be amazing, especially if we live well, of course, not, not well in the sense of rich, but, you know, a, a high quality life, right? Um, so those are all fantastic objectives. And if we can paint that picture of saying this is possible, you know, people would think have more hope for example also a, a lot of ki kids today when i talk to them they say no we're not having kids because having kids in this shit world you know that would be stupid 
Right? <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. This is just this is just so bizarre. It's like, you know, why did we think different in the '60s and '70s or '80s? You know, when I don't know, but. So I'm looking for this reset. I'm very happy you you joined the group. Tell the people one more time uh, out there how they can find your content and the, the web address and stuff. Yeah. Uh, no, you can find us at uh, warpnews.org. Um, and there we have the fact-based optimistic news. Um, and then we also have the, the foundation behind that, uh, warpinstitute.org. Um, so so you and we have a free newsletter that comes out every every Thursday um, with some fact-based optimistic news and some of the other um, contents that we that we produce so so please uh, please check us out um. great so we are of course at the goodfutureproject.com you can sign up there you can watch our videos we have our YouTube channel now we're going to do a lot more stuff like this and this show will go live in a, in a couple of days and We'll be there to, uh, to uh, chat and talk to you about this. So thanks very much for joining and over and out from Zurich and from... From Stockholm. From, <laughs> Stockholm, from Stockholm right. Yeah. From Zurich and from Stockholm. Okay, the good future is entirely possible. See you later.